Hello, I'm Juliette Littman. And I am Joe House. Welcome to Ringer Food, the Ringer's new hub for all your food-related content. You may have known this feed as House of Carbs, and don't worry, that's not totally going away. We will be launching two new shows on the feed, and the first is Food News with me and David Jacoby. You may remember us from our days at Grantland. Well, Jacoby and I are back to go over the news, sample snacks, share some personal tales of food news, some global tales of food news, who knows what else is to come? And House, what are you going to be doing? Oh, my taste buds, my hungry homies, my culinary comrades, we are back. We've done it. Here to tell you that we are reigniting House of Carbs with a whole new slate of tasty episodes throughout the year. We are starting with a football fracas, a gridiron gobble fest. We're doing NFL playoff potluck featuring taste tests of the iconic food item or items of every playoff city to determine which city reigns supreme. Ringer Food is starting up this Wednesday, January 12th. That's so soon. So be sure to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Double Media. Thank you, Yola Tango. As always, we have a moif. And we have Snackmaster herself joining us again. We told you guys she would be back, and she's back. Welcome Hi. Thanks. I think this is the first time I'm talking to you guys in the new year. So not Happy New Year, but uh, nice to see you in 2022. When is it inappropriate After to January say Happy 6th. New Year? After yeah. January 5th or 6th. Mm, Larry David would say after January 7th. Because oh, I really? got an email the other day mm -hmm. from a very smart person, and he wished me Happy New Year. And I was like, and I waited two days to respond. <laughs> <laughs> just so you right? didn't have to say Happy New Year? No, because uh -huh. I was just like, you know, like I just didn't respond. And, and I, I did, and I had to say Happy New Year. Now, am I the asshole? I think so. Saying Happy New Year after January 10th is like... People who tell you how old their children are in months when their kids are like three years old. Like, mm. oh, she's 37 months. <laughs> like, Can you know, we what? also talk about the uh, sign-offs on, on, on emails and like two other subject. Are you surprised by people that usually you would expect formality to oh, write also basically poorly constructed and poor grammar and just like really shorthand emails? I'm always surprised by that. Let's let's start with the first one. What is your? Do you have a sign off, Dave? Well, that's I have a, a like this anxiety sometimes. Like you don't want to, you don't know what to do. Like if it's um, 
someone you're close to, I don't think I've ever said cheers. You've never said cheers. No I well, believe, I think I've seen you say, I think that you may have said hugs before. Hugs. I I've, hugs. Hugs, DC. I've done XOXO. Yep. One of my favorite ones is Besos, Besos, which is kisses. You do Besos. Yeah, you definitely I like Besos. <laughs> but when Dave says XO, he's referring to the sauce. He's not giving you hugs. Yeah. And kisses. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> but like sometimes if you don't write a, 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 a farewell sign off, it can be seen as like mean or inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And cheers is basically like a fuck you. Cheers is fuck you at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Or yours. Thanks. Thank you is actually a fuck you too. Okay. So Noel and I had this conversation Thanks the other day. Thanks is okay. Thank you is go fuck yourself. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Noel and I had this exact conversation. And Noel and I already, already talked about this. But Dave, if I sign off thanks exclamation point to you versus thanks no exclamation point or a comma or a period, which one of those to you feels more aggressive? Exclamation point is a like a extraordinarily like loaded fuck you. Oh, that's mm. what Noel said, right? Is that what you said? You think well, yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what is I tell you what actually is maybe one way to do a thanks is a capital, I mean a lowercase T and a, a period instead just, of a Just a T? A comma. Yeah. Just a <laughs> just, T. Just T comma. Lowercase T. <laughs> Low no lowercase T H A you know, lowercase T thanks instead of a capital T. The Whoa, lowercase t okay. comma just yeah. would be the most supreme fuck you of all time. Yeah. <laughs> lowercase t thanks, and not the the comma, but a period. I think is like it's a, almost like a high five, like a like a like see you later. Oh, hold on, mm. hold on, because Noel said the same thing about the exclamation point. And for me, maybe I'm just a, I'm just a fucking alien because I say thanks exclamation point. I'm trying to convey like thanks. No, but here's the problem this. with the thanks exclamation point is. The only thing I ever proofread is I never proofread an email ever. Uh huh. But I always, the only thing I check is how many exclamation points have I used in the <laughs> But exclamation points are like disarming. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, I'm trying to be like, I don't mean this, like, thanks, period to me is just like, thanks. Screw yeah, you. Listen, let's go over the exclamation point is if you only use one, it isn't forceful enough. It really, the question is, how many exclamation points do you use without it being too much? Actually, I think you're a three exclamation point man. Am I right? It's a two. No, it's a two. It's a two. Because you're trying to get attention. Exclamation points are thrown around so much in fucking text messages and emails. You got to actually, but the right number is two. The right number is two. (laughs) Three is ludicrous. But Noel, if you see an exclamation point, you're also interpreting as a thanks, fuck you. Is this true? I think it depends on who it's from, but generally speaking, yeah. But it's also as equal of a fuck you if you get a THX, that kind of thanks. THX is fuck you. I think that's a fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I hate seeing that. THX. I'd rather get the exclamation point any day over that one. Or or just like whatever your last sentence is and then your initials, period. That that's good. Whatever your last sentence is initials, period. But even but even still like the safest play is just to do nothing. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Situational. First time you're emailing somebody. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, you're back oh, to cheers. That's <laughs> what you're tossing in the cheers? Yeah, you know, the cheers is a sort of like a grin fuck. You guys know what I mean? Like, you're grin fucking them. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> right? Oh thank you heard. so much <laughs> is like, you, you got to change the thank you so much. So you got to make sure that it, it, it is not like a uh, 
too similar to your introduction sentence in an email. Uh-huh. Like oh. that's that's actually one of the great dilemmas for me is if you say thanks at the end, you got to come up with a a new because really, if you say sincerely, that's basically like this is either their job <laughs> interview type of letter or like I hope we never speak again. Right. Sincerely. Mm. Sincerely is how you Sincerely. end like a, a strongly worded letter. <laughs> Can we just start to write the 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 the, the sign offs in the way we all want to actually say things? Like say things we mean. It's like yeah, just I like, hope we please never write speak back again. to me quickly, asshole. Chris. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like I that's need an we, answer. That's what now. we should do. It's like Chris. we should cut to the chase and just be like, instead of sincerely, be like, give me the fucking job. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Like, um, I'm only writing this because my wife said I have to write a thing. <laughs> oh my god! Hold on, but the grin, fuck you. I don't. I'm. I'm sad. This is an auditory or an audible. What is this auditory medium? Because you don't get to see what Dave means when he says like "thank you very much." Because you didn't get like the head nod at you and the eyes getting bigger when you say "thank mm. you very much." You really mean like, "Hey, fuck you." I hate you. No, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's it, grin. Fucking is really a twenty you know, whatever this decade is called in the past five, six years, it is, it is, uh, killing somebody with kindness, but mm. the activated versions of that, it's like, Hey man, I love you, man. Great job. But it's God. not sarcasm. It, <laughs> it is. Hurts. It, it hurts so bad. Just, it, it is, just, just like, no, but, but like, you don't hurts. know it. Like you, your mindset is grin. It, it, grin fucking has like, like Noel's like, hmm, there's many different kinds of grin fucking. The highest level is, I'm meeting somebody I don't like, or I really don't want to talk to them. And you're just like, Hey, great. Oh, dude. <laughs> great. Oh man. Like, it's so good to see you again. I can't believe it's been so long internally. You're like, it's been so long. I'm so fucking pissed that I'm seeing this person. I cannot believe in all the places in the world. I just bummed into the motherfucker. Okay. So the grand fuck is like, it's, it, it seems extremely authentic so much so that it should tide over to the next time you might meet this person or you're talking to a superior person in your workplace or whatever. It's like real enthusiasm and there's no way it's so hard to decipher. There's no deciphering because you, you genuinely take it as, wow, that's enthusiasm, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you should know that it's not. I feel like the email equivalent of that are the Google auto responses. The ones that you just Mm, have to click mm. that are like, sounds good. Thanks. Do people know that I do that? Yes, of course. Whenever you toss in an exclamation point, we all know that that's what you're saying. And then sometimes you'll add in an extra note afterwards where it's like, ah, I put some effort into it. Whenever you you use capitalization (laughs) punctuation. (laughs) Properly. (laughs) When there's a punctuation from Dave. I'm just like, oh, Google sent this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's get off of this. I can't. It's, it's really hurting. It's like hurting my feelings. Let's talk about it. You're, you're right, Chris. We should change subjects. You're right. I, I... <laughs> it's like I feel. Oh, man. I have like a real PTSD uh, Chris, here. I don't stop, want anyone stop. feeling uncomfortable. That is not like me. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then, like, eventually, there's also like a. I don't know. My laughing right now is like, I'm laughing, but I am fucking hating this. <laughs> it's truly hurtful. Well, this is, these are all extensions, really. They're verbal extensions of an email, right? I still think it's very difficult. I spend way too many, like, 
too much time per day trying to figure out how to fucking end an email. Just on that last that last word, I've had to like delete and rewrite so mm. many of these, especially mm. like for, to new people or like you said to superiors, like work superiors or somebody you're asking to do something who's like you're really asking for a favor or something, you know. I, I do appreciate it when the, the person on the other end is more accomplished, more intelligent, everything, and they write like they're, you know, recovering from a stroke or like they're drunk. I like that because it seems like they're like, <laughs> it, it seems like they don't, um, they're being they're genuine. You can hang with they're, Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not mm. like the character. I was just watching recently, uh, Midnight in Paris and, uh, the character that's a professor, the guy that used to be married to Kate Beckinsale. Uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Like that fucking asshole guy that like has an answer and knows everything because like I read this book, I taught a class, blah, blah, blah. That's the kind of person that when they also write an email that is perfect, that is too long, that is so long that whatever you do is going to pale in comparison and make you feel bad. That That's a bad mm. person. A good one is like if we just had... Dr. Henry Lewis Gates on. If you got an email back from him that was just like, that rules, Dave, skip. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah this is a guy I can hang say. out with. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a guy also, like, if shit. I saw like a grammatical error, I'd be like, the dude can turn it off. Amazing. <laughs> can turn, yeah, right? If you can't turn it, people who can't turn it off, you can't mm-hmm. trust them. That's bad. Yeah. I, I really dislike, just like I don't trust anybody that's never done drugs or <laughs> gotten drunk, I cannot trust anybody that only writes perfect fucking emails. It bothers me to no end. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. There's a special place in hell for you motherfuckers. That's all I want to say. <laughs> you perfect email, perfunctory, grammatic motherfuckers. You know who you're talking about. Stop that shit. Yeah. I, I Sincerely, <laughs> David. Sincerely, David. Sincerely, <laughs> David. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I feel like we've been talking a little bit less over email, though, between at least the three of us, because we've been talking more and more on our Discord channel. And I recently warned that someone just received a pizza oven. And it seems like a bunch of people in the MDM office actually have pizza-related paraphernalia, if you will. <laughs> will. <laughs> just oh, like I got, pizza I got, bombs. I got my pizza oven right here. Pizza pipes. Oh. What's that? Box? <laughs> <laughs> my God, dude. Oh, there it oh, is. God. The, the Breville. Yeah. The Ville. Yeah, I see it down there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so one pizza Wait, oven is are, are, buried you're sitting in, in the, the only uh, area of your garage where there is open <laughs> space. Like you're completely <laughs> surrounded by shit. <laughs> and uh, I'm not even a fuck. I'm not a hoarder. I'm really not. Wait. So, hold on, Chris. Have you opened your pizza oven yet? I have. I have uh, not. I have it. I got an uni, and uh, it arrived during the the holiday kind of deluge of of packages and flooding and my box was completely saturated and dissolved into nothingness so isn't there another pizza one that sounds like a sneeze like the gesundheit something (laughs) (laughs) no wait what all right here's what we got there's the there's there's the presto the rock box the kettle pizza i don't see it there's another one i don't see a chew chew oven here i don't see there's one that sounds like a sneeze i'm telling you i'm not making this shit up the rock box by gozni Gozni, that's it. <laughs> Sounds like a sneeze. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, but I, sure. I'm like Dave. Like I've had it for a little while now, and I've not broken out. But my wife had, said to no, me, "But you've had it for since Christmas. I've had it for like four years." 
God. <laughs> You've actually, your, your pizza oven, you're treating like I treated my Netflix DVDs back in that day. Like I moved with my Netflix DVDs three times before watching any of them. And you're now moving for like the third time with your Breville oven without opening it. I've never opened the box, but if the box is any indication. It's, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's too much work. It's, you know what it's like? It's like buying something from Brookstone. You know, we were like, you force yourself to use it just because you bought it. Right. And that's what a pizza oven is for almost every single fucking person I know at home. When you buy any kind of pizza oven, the only reason you're using it is to prove to yourself or your significant other or your therapist or whatever the fuck (laughs) you're doing it and you're making pizza just because you bought it, not because you enjoy doing it. You're like, my back isn't even itchy, but I need to use this telescoping electric back scratcher. Otherwise, my wife will yell at me. Because if you're not making pizza every day, why are you doing this? Well, let's, let's, Mm. neither one of us necessarily has a leg to stand on because you're right. There are no exceptions to this rule. This (laughs) is as definitive as the laws of thermodynamics. (laughs) Just stop. I, I, but no, I agree with you. More conclusive than thermodynamics (laughs) is what I just said. I agree with you insofar as my wife has requested that I use the goddamn oven this weekend and not just let it sit around. So the only reason I'm using it is because we feel some sort of household responsibility to use this machine. But I don't think that you and I are allowed to sit here and say, like, they're worthless. You can't use them. You shouldn't make pizza at home because we haven't tried it. But we have somebody. I think Noel has made pizza at home. Mm, I have. Can you take the pro position here? I don't know if I can, Kristen. <laughs> right, never mind. Fuck it. Thermodynamics. <laughs> Forget it then. <laughs> no, I um I'm a pizza stone owner, so I never I never actually bought a pizza oven. But honestly, it, the work is just so difficult for the outcome. But I think that there are different reasons why people make pizza at home, right? Versus ordering. Well, let me ask you, no, let me ask you, Noel and Chris. Um, and by the way, I just want to say you guys sound great today. Really, you. really great. I Your voice really dislike you oh so much. Oh my god! <laughs> I just I don't even know how to do it. I wish I knew how to do it so I could do it back to you, but I don't know how to do this. <laughs> you got laughter again, Noel. Never ever. You should laugh more. Really, it's just like oh infectious. It's just a monster. I'm gonna exit this conversation. <laughs> um, what I wanted to ask is like, do you guys own a sheeter? So you can laminate your dough when you make croissants. Yeah, Almost. would you? Would you buy one? <laughs> no. Wait. No. Did you say yes, Chris? No, no, I don't own a laminator. I'm just being. I was trying to do Dave's thing. I can't. No, would do you it. buy a sheeter? You would buy a sheeter. No, unless I like had a like a desktop a bigger sheeter kitchen. that costs like four thousand dollars. No. 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 So why would you buy a pizza oven? <laughs> I don't even really. I don't even really like pizza. <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> No, let's okay. I feel okay. I, I feel like Dave is making his, his doing. He's the professor of of the class, and he's making a proof here. So yes, QED, as you said. If I wouldn't buy a, a, a dough sheeter to laminate my dough for croissants, why would I buy a pizza oven? Let's say I love pizza, and um, I think I can do a better job of my homemade pizza. I want fresh out of the oven pizza right now. I don't know if that's reason enough. No, <laughs> that's why I feel like we have to have the the meta conversation. We need to ideate and edit this hypothesis before we even add any data, because I think we can clear a lot of the garbage out of the way. 
right? I think it's important to put some variables that are similar to owning a pizza oven. Let's just, let's just like put on our, our Greek logic hat and see if this works, right? Would you uh, buy a Hobart industrial stand mixer so you can get the proper sausage making when you make sausage? If you want to make sausage. Mm, no, I wouldn't. I would buy, I would buy, and I have bought, you know, like the, the, like the sausage stuffing attachments for my regular mixer. Yes. I've made sausage with that. Is that, is that a, is that in storage or in the junkyard? Um, I don't, I don't know. It's whereabouts Where currently. It is, <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, currently unaccounted for. <laughs> Like one of the Palantirs in Lord of the Rings. We don't know right? where all the parts are. Um, let me ask you, does anyone own a juicer, like a fancy multi $100 juicer? Yes. Also mm-hmm. in storage. Uh, when's the last time you guys used that? Um, <sighs> like when I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> and then let me ask you, when you did buy it, you were probably telling yourself, much like I told my wife and my family, this is really good. This is going to change the game for us. It's going to be so great having fresh juice and smoothies all, every morning, right? And yes. much like friendships born out of summer camp where you're like, we're going to be best friends forever. And you think about it, you're like, what happened? I don't even know where that person is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Are they alive? Are they dead? I have no idea. But I remember we made a pinky promise that we were best friends forever. I feel you made like a pinky promise with your fucking juicer and you don't even know where the fuck it is anymore. You can't even tell me when's the last time you used your motherfucking juicer, right? And if this juicer was a toy, a Toy Story thing, it would be fucking Robert De Niro and taxi cab driver, taxi driver, because that's how fucked up it is out of neglect. I, I wrote wow. like a really long, heartfelt message in my juicer's yearbook. Yeah, I was just like, I know we're going to different schools next year, but uh, let's stay friends forever. Seriously, seriously, Noah, when's the last time you used a juicer? Oh. Five years ago, maybe. Yeah. I Not bought recently. a very expensive one at the beginning of the pandemic because Hugo was like one and I was like, oh, I'm going to do this every day. <laughs> Don't even know its name anymore. Okay. I, 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 you know, it's like the, these kinds of purchases cloud our judgment. It's like we forget it quickly. There's so many of these fucking purchases at home, right? It's a different thing if we're a juicer. It's a different thing if we're fucking Jamba Juice or whatever the fuck, or we're cold press. Our job is to juice shit. But if you don't do it every day, what's the fucking point? That's what I'm trying to say. And but I don't even that's drink Professor juice. Chang is just like laying it out there. And now the Socratic method shall begin. All right. So <laughs> what? But you're saying okay so so i your your argument is not like that i can't necessarily make good pizza at home with this this oven your argument is just like it is frivolous yes. this is not a thing that i'm going to use every day yes and it costs as much as my phone which i use constantly at every moment of every single day yes and it takes up a huge amount of space i can't argue right. i cannot argue with any, any of those points <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> But why, but what compels people? Which is why I'm trying to say is like, let's go one step further. If you guys don't know what a sheeter is, many bakers, many patisseries have it, many, some restaurants have it. And really a sheeter is what it sounds like. It it literally rolls dough on an automated like conveyor belt. And, and it's like a pasta machine. It just like sheets it out 
very evenly, like with rolling pins, back and forth, back and forth. And that's how you can laminate. If you don't know what laminated dough is, it's it's a pastry dough that has layers usually separated with some kind of fat. And that's how you get the flaky beautifulness. So when you see asshole people in the culinary world talk about, oh, that's laminated, it just means it's going to be a flaky something with a, you know, like a biscuit is fucking laminated. But nobody calls a fucking biscuit laminated, right? So, I think we should get rid of the word laminated too. So just like ridiculous. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Um, would you buy? Would you buy a tabletop shooter? What I'm trying to imagine. Why? A why? Why? why when the reason I'm saying this is why is that? Why does that purchase seem out of place in context to everything else that's purchased? Well, because I think that making laminated doughs, making croissants, making that sort of thing feels more out of reach than making pizza. Why is it out of reach? Is it marketing? Is it cultural context? Is it the zeitgeist that seems out of reach? Why does pizza I think it's seem just, it's probably more... all. It's probably all of those things. It probably just feels like... I look at a croissant and I'm like, I don't even know where to fucking begin making this thing. I, gotta, I probably oh. need a laminator. <laughs> I probably need to buy some fancy equipment. I don't know. What compelled, what compelled Noel to make pizza at home? Oh, oof. This is a whole thing. It's it's basically me being ultra competitive. I had a friend who like really got into pizza, homemade pizza making during during the pandemic. And he kept sending photos of the pizza every single day on our group chat. And I just got so I honestly got so annoyed by it. I was like, someone else has to beat him. <laughs> Is a picture of your homemade pizza the ultimate fuck you email sign off? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> So I took it upon myself to learn how to make homemade pizza so then someone can at least compete against him in a pizza off. Mm -hmm. So that's really why I started. Now, what kind of pizza dough is it? What kind of pizza is this, is this guy making? Uh, a Neapolitan. How do you know that? How do you know that he was actually making and not buying it? How do you know? Because <laughs> this could be like a lunar landing. That's a fake lunar landing. Oh, it, oh. Look, it looked homemade, I, Dave. No, it looked homemade. No, no, no. There's no fake. First of all, I, there's no yeah. fake looter. Mm. Listen, I listen to Kyrie Irving. I'm fucking happy. He really convinced <laughs> me on a lot. Of, Kyrie's convinced me on a lot of things, and I, I can't believe it. You know I'm what I mean? Fucking out of here. First I of can't. all, he went to Duke for one year. That's good enough for me. I, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't handle and, this. And Kyrie Irving's from New Jersey, like all Duke students. So... <laughs> <laughs> everything's aligned for me to understand why the earth is flat and everything the lunar landing's fake and this pizza that your friend i have to ask could potentially start off you know before we add on in this inquiry could be a mm -hmm. fake pizza it could be you're right yeah. it, it can be fake it's true but hold on i think that this actually adds on Look, Dave, I'll give it to you like this might add on to your whole argument that people are making pizza at home not for the sake of constantly making pizza at home. But I think that it's a, a craft that people like to share with other people to show that they know how to do something that other people can't. Now, what about the, what about the citizens in the, uh, the, the non-democratic Republic of Chang who are sort of like in, in, in sort of more, let's see, less urban areas who don't have access to mm -hmm. delicious pizza? Do you begrudge them a pizza oven that could produce delicious pizza for them? Uh, get a frozen pizza. <laughs> get a frozen pizza. Uh huh. You know what? Like, how many people get married or they get a wedding cake and they just bake it themselves? It's like, 
<laughs> why, why would anybody assume that like I'm gonna make a pizza better than a place that only makes fucking pizza? Well, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. I agree that if you think that you're gonna make better pizza, I I I I think it's the same thing as like Yelpers who get on here are just like, I could make this at home. Sure, prove it. But I do think there's something to the act of making pizza at home. I'll never dunk a basketball or play in the NBA, but I still enjoy playing pickup basketball. Doesn't mean I don't want to play. The act of it is no, nice. The question we should be asking, does anyone enjoy playing with you? <laughs> what? That wasn't even that wasn't even what? one of the subtly mean ones. <laughs> That's like a mean, rude thing to say to people do like playing with well, me. Well, no, Dave. I say that Christmas is like so I don't play basketball. Nobody likes playing with me. <laughs> So that's what I'm trying to say. Just remove it. Just get rid of it. This Vietnam, let's just eliminate the I things. I see what you're saying. It's like, does anybody, the equivalent is like, does anybody want to eat my goddamn homemade pizza? <laughs> Probably mm. not. Nobody wants oh. to do that. That's interesting. Oh, that is very interesting because the reason why we started talking about this a little bit today was like, my wife was like, I said, she's got, you got to make pizza this weekend. We're gonna have some friends over in the backyard. A couple of friends are going to come over and you're going to make them pizza. This is a great question. We live in an area that has access to good pizza. Am I just making their lives worse by making them pizza when they could have real pizza? Yeah. There's not even a question. That's a rhetorical question. It's 100% certain. <laughs> like, I'm, the first time I ever make pizza in this oven, it is not going to be as good as other pizza. Shit. That's, a, it, that's infallible logic. <laughs> like, I can't. Right. I'm inviting friends over to have worse pizza than that they would than they would have elsewhere. You know, and here's the thing: it, it, this is going to be the very similar reaction. It's going to be like looking at you know your children's like first drawing of like your whatever. It's like of the the, the sun, and you're like, you're not going to say that's bad. You're like, wow, that's so good. And your friends, when they see you struggling, sweating, pouring over this fucking pizza oven, rolling the dough, trying to shake it properly into the fucking thing, and then taking it out. <laughs> And it's like, oh, this is pretty good in your mind. And they're going to be like, Chris, the sun is beautiful. <laughs> I can't believe me. you follow the lines and everything works. Your crayon gonna, strokes are great. That's gonna what they're going to say. The, they're going to give me the Dave Chang email sign. I'm just yeah. like, wow, Chris, you should really continue to keep trying to make pizza. This is You're doing a great job of trying to make pizza. <laughs> you know? So here, here's, here's the test. If somebody says, Chris, no shit. No, like, I, I'm telling you the truth, Chris. This is the best pizza I've ever had. They're fucking lying. Or they don't have no taste. Or they're grin fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Chris, but, okay. Seriously, Chris, seriously, like you should start a business because this is like, I've never had anything like this. It's just like the, the balance is unnerving. It's fucking so good. <laughs> the balance is unnerving. Dave, you should write food criticism. <laughs> I've been into this pizza from Ying's Pizza Napolitana, and the balance was unnerving. You know, I never fucking thought much about Ratatouille and that fucking moment, but honestly, this makes me believe in a talking rat. Animated rat. <laughs> Let me see under your hat, Chris. Is there something under there? Because uh, this is just, just like so good, I have to believe in the absurd. No, come on, though. Like, what? what? <laughs> Because if right. you got that kind of answer, you can be like, yeah, make pizza at home. But <laughs> other than that, everyone is just grin fucking you. There's mm. no fucking way anyone is genuinely going to be like, this is a life changing moment for me. What if I, what if I make an, 
what if I make an amazing flavor combination? <laughs> tried before what if i unnerve them with the balance between the piquillo peppers and the burrata what if the play of acid and fat is so wonderful that they're just their their minds are blown that's possible right are you making all the pizzas yourself ying are you giving everyone else like the dough to make because this is okay that's that's a very good question noel because i think that that is a that is a a check in the corner of the home pizza oven is mm-hmm. like, hey, it's not my fucking fault if you can't make a good pizza. <laughs> like, but it's fun, right? We get to do it mm-hmm. together. Everybody make your own pizza. Put whatever you want on there. That I, I honestly think that is uh, inappropriate. I, I don't. I think <laughs> anybody me, that sir? has is like pizza parties where it's like make your own. You know why? <laughs> I think that is fucking like a um, food food shaming. I think it's inappropriate. Why food shaming? It's fucked up. No, play me. Why don't don't you guys, why don't you just have a fucking like 40 yard dash? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you just race? Yeah, why don't you just race? You know? Who can run the who let just have a, a impromptu friends gathering for a quick 5K? You know? It's like what I'm trying to say is like inevitably you're gonna see somebody really fucking good. Right. And somebody that is extremely bad. Right. And you're going to make yeah. somebody feel like total fucking shit. Right. Mm-hmm. You're like, everybody just, you know, ever, let's all just make our own pizza. And then one person's going to put like eggs and bay shrimp on there. And you'd be like, you probably shouldn't have come over to make pizza. <laughs> you probably and because have of that, because they loaded their pizza up with so much shit and they slide it in, they fucking <laughs> blow out the pizza oven because the whole floor is now burnt with their fucking shit. And everyone's like, it's okay, man. It's okay. It's a lot of, don't worry about it. But you're thinking, fuck you, man. You dumbass. I told you not to put all that shit on your pizza. <laughs> Do you have any idea how much money I spent on this stupid yeah. pizza? Yeah. <laughs> Jackass. That's what you're thinking. But you're actually now grin fucking the other, grin, grin, grin thanking the other person. Grin consoling the other mm. person. Oh, that's a new, 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 new phrase. Grin I never even thought about it. Grin consoling. Right, like. I, I I honestly can't. I keep on trying to it's do okay. it, and I it's don't okay. know how to do it. It's okay, person, friend X. Listen, I, we all make mistakes. You did. Listen, like I fuck up all the time. You put that in there. It didn't work out. Next time, it's going to be better. But you're Ooh, thinking, brutal, you fucking actually. asshole, you motherfucker. It's actually this Everybody exact case. Was you know? Yeah. That's that's what is going to happen. It's actually mm. the exact scenario you're describing is when somebody comes over your house and breaks something, and you're just like. No big deal. Don't worry about it. And your head just like, well, my grandmother, that was the last I had of her. So that sucks. But uh, yeah, whatever. The grin, asshole. grin consoling. It's a whole new thing. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that most green powders and probiotics don't survive digestion? Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic is engineered in a two-in-one capsule to safeguard viability through digestion for complete delivery to your colon. A broad-spectrum probiotic and prebiotic formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains for whole body benefits, including gut, heart, and skin health. Visit seed.com slash Dave Chang and use Use the code 25DAVECHANG to start seeding today. That's code 25DAVECHANG to start seeding today. All right. Can you play devil's advocate, though? Can you, let's, can you imagine something, a use for the pizza oven that is beneficial? We played with one together. No, no, let's go back. I, I'm not even like moving past the, 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 the theoretical, right, question of a pizza oven. Okay. I'm not. If you don't have an oven, 
a regular oven, maybe you should just get it. You can do all of it in a regular oven. It may not be as good. May not be the temperature as you like, but let me tell you, your ceiling is already capped at the knee. You know what I mean? Like it's already low. So like, uh-huh. what does it matter, right? I think the oven is perfectly capable of doing everything that you want. I have friends that have really fancy pizza ovens that are ma- like some people have shit like made from like Sicily with the fucking, you know, tiles and shit like. You have all kinds of pizza ovens. You, you, I've seen a lot of them. I know people that do. You know how insanely stupid and wasteful it is to start? You know how much wood you need to get a big, proper, outdoor, wood-burning pizza oven hot <laughs> to, like, a thousand, like, just shy of, like, a thousand degrees? Right. You need, like, seven quarts of wood. It's, like, a crazy amount. And then you okay? use it for 25 minutes. Not even 25 minutes. <laughs> Right? <laughs> what are you baking all that fucking you're making like maybe six pizzas tops mm-hmm. okay it is just an unnecessary flex to have a big badass outdoor cooking oven if i had one i'd be like cool you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing you have one, i'd be cool like- it'd be cool but i'd also be like I'm, you know the only thing that is different between an outdoor pizza oven and my fucking juicer is that I can't move the fucking outdoor pizza oven so it's out of sight. Out of mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? You like throw a tarp over it. It's the best you yeah, can do. It's, such a, uh-huh. it's there, and it's it's just like it's there. It's like unnecessary flex. I don't think it's needed. And the other smaller ones are great. I'm not trying to say they can't be fun. I'm just like, you know, there are people that do it. If you do it all the time, like our good friend Wiley Dufresne makes pizza all the time. So you should do it because guess what? He's a professional chef, one of the greatest chefs America and the world's ever produced. You know what he's allowed to do? Make fucking pizza whenever he wants because that's his fucking job, his vocation. Have you made, yeah, you've got, I feel like you should probably have already been making pizzas every week in your oven for like a year before you're like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I would like to up my game a little bit. I would like to see what this happens if I Mm -hmm. use a hotter oven. Let me add one more scenario. If you're the kind of person that, He's like, I'm going to make pizza, all right? I'm going to start making pizza. Or like, I'm inviting friends over, like Chris is having this weekend, to make pizza. And then you go watch a YouTube video. You should not be buying a pizza. Right. Wait. The YouTube video is how you're going to learn how to make pizza. It's not how you should. Or you're reading a cookbook Wait. about how to make pizza. Wait, so you should I not. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> this is literally, me, you know, like, I, I would not, these are the same person. Like, would you let this person that wanted to fly an airplane, just watch a YouTube video or read a book? I'm like, no, you should fly a fucking plane. Why should you think that you're going to properly make pizza? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, fingers crossed. Nobody's going to die. If I do a bad job making the pizza. <laughs> well, though. the only good thing about pizza ovens, if you get it hot enough, is that it will kill all foodborne illness, everything. <laughs> so the one positive, the one fucking positive to a pizza party is that highly unlikely someone will get terrible diarrhea or vomit. That's a positive, Chris, to your <laughs> to your pizza party. Okay, let me just let me put this in the pros column. <laughs> <laughs> Low chance of diarrhea. <laughs> pizza yeah. party. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. Great. Fantastic. But I, I hmm. I am, I am sort of, I, I am that guy. I'm exactly what you described, which is people are going to come over and this will be the first. I've made pizza before. 
many, many years ago, pre-pizza oven stuff. I've played on real pizza ovens, but this will be the first time I'm like approaching it forever. And I, I, I'm okay with it not let, being let, as good. Let me, let me mm. give you an alternative, mm. Chris and Noel. Why don't you guys make focaccia or a pan-style pie? I think these are things that you wow. can make better. I do enjoy that. Right? And that turns out great. It's a crowd pleaser. And it's something that also like, if you have a Neapolitan pie, you need to eat that immediately. Right? Think about this too. It's like when you have a pizza oven that's also small, you can't, that's like made for like one person at a time. Like, how, how are you going to do that? One person eats and then you watch another person fucking eat. And then that person, you know what I mean? It's like, it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. Whereas if you make a nice big, you know, pan pizza, sheet pan pizza, whatever, everybody can eat at the same time. And there's enough density where it won't like, you know, congeal. No, it's true. And guess what? I'll give, you, I'll give you one other example. Brooks Heedley of Superiority Burger makes some of the best focaccia in the world. I think. Delicious. Mm-hmm. In a convection oven. Yeah. No, my my Neapolitan pizza competition ended up turning out to me giving up and going straight into focaccia pizza. So I think that's right. There's a lower, there's definitely a lower bar to entry there, but a higher probability of deliciousness. Making Neapolitan pizza is the equivalent of being an F1 racer, right? Like that is what they do. Or the equivalent of being, I, I just want people to appreciate the art form, the craftsmanship. I really mean this. Like, I'm not trying to say, yes, I am. Like, most people should never make pizza at home. But I'm talking to everyone else in general. Like, you should appreciate the artistry that goes into the, like, the, like, the pinnacle of the shit, man. Like, Chris, would you make sushi at home? Not, no, not in a real way. No, I don't. Ooh. Ooh. We do I feel like Chris Yang loves a tamaki party, though. That's which I true, think that's is not sushi. Thing. I'm not making that's like, true. I'm not that's forming true. Nigiri no, or and people. Party. I have tarashi parties. Guess that's what? That's true. That's not sushi. That's right. the equivalent of making a sheet pan pizza at home. That's you a sheet pan I mean? pizza, that's 100%. Fair. That's fair. 100%. That's like saying, I'm going on a road trip. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to, you know, like, I'm going to. But I wouldn't say, hey, David, no, come over and sit down. I'm going to give you piece by piece Nigiri service. But when you're saying, I'm buying the fucking like sickest pizza oven or I'm buying, you know, this new whatever and I'm going to make Neapolitan pies and I'm going to do it like quarterly. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so you frivolous. shouldn't go on a, uh, uh, you shouldn't drive a go-kart, let alone an F1 racing car. It's you know frivolous, I, mean? I agree. It's frivolous. It's such a waste. That's what I'm trying to say is support the fucking restaurants that are out there. If you're, if go to the restaurants, don't make this shit at fucking home. Don't be a do- goober. Go to the fucking restaurant, give the money to the fucking professional that will make it a hundred X better than you will ever do it. Because if you think, well, fuck you, Dave, I'm like, well, let me like make a croissant, make a fucking perfectly like nigiri. Like you can't Mm because guess what? These people do it a hundred to a thousand times per day, every day for 20 plus years. Like you can't compete with that shit. So don't. I I hear you. I wonder what percentage of people who are making a, a pizza at home have too, too, the, the percentage is too high of people who are like, this is as good as a restaurant. I'm sure it is. But like, I don't know that we need to discourage people from, I mean, like Aaron Franklin, I, I think to, to your point, had never smoked meat on like a real giant offset smoker until he opened Franklin Barbecue. I think he was doing it on just like a fucking Weber kettle grill. Yeah, but not everyone can have that, you know, calling by God, you know, but some people have to have it. Some people got to try like amateurs got to try is what I'm saying. 
you know? And then more to the point. Well, again, again, I'm going to go to this point. The barrier of entry should be high enough. And I'm trying to dissuade people enough, right? That if you actually get through the crucible and you do it, then it's your fucking calling and you do it. But enough with this amateur bullshit. <laughs> Leave it to the professionals. Uh, okay. But I can't cancel my pizza plan. So I need a little more. Just for, okay. I hear you. I don't disagree with you. But I'm trying to approach this. I have what to do this you, anyway. What would you, what's the best pizza in your area? You got a lot. God, I mean, we have tons of... We used to have fucking Una, and we don't have it anymore. Um, in Oakland, June's Pizza is really good. Okay, let's Fuck. just say you had June's Pizza, right? Yeah. And your friends all have their pizza and your pizza that you've made with best in <laughs> class, blah, blah, blah. And you have June's Pizza side by side. Deep down in your consciousness, what are you wanting to eat? I mean, I don't want to eat my pizza ever. Yeah. Why would I want to eat my pizza? It's like, but I'm it's the same thing. It's like, you made sushi, and then I have Saito from Sushi Saito in Tokyo making sushi. That's not- uh, I'm eating Saito. Okay. You know? <laughs> and All again, right. the equivalent, I think the equivalent of an amateur made something in food is the equivalent of a child making their drawing for the first time. <laughs> Of course it is. Of course it is. But that doesn't stop anybody from doing it. That doesn't stop people yeah. from like trying for the first time their recipe at Thanksgiving, which I think was an amazing insight you had, which was like, why are you trying to cook something for the first time when you're serving other people? I fully hear that. I fully hear that. But like, I'm going to do it anyway. And so are a lot of other people. So you're saying this is a mm. metaphor for our existential existence in life? Yes. <laughs> you can't stop people. You can't stop people from making pizza. Camus, why did you die? Camus, why did you die? <laughs> John Paul Sartre should be right about this shit. Instead of the instead of the plague, the, the, the Camus title would have been Pizza Oven. The Rock. That box. would just be the title. Oh Pizza Oven. <laughs> Merceau, Merceau, the, the, the stranger part de Merceau comes back, reincarnated as a homemade pizziolo. Yo, that would sell. That would fly off the shelves. And he murders one of his guests and he doesn't feel guilty about it. All of these questions would be much more approachable. We could do like a new, like young adults version. <laughs> Just sitting around pizza. All right, Noel. So side by side with June pizza, you'd eat the June pizza over your own pizza. But how about a chain pizza side by side with your homemade pizza? Where'd you go? Easy, easy answer. I, I, I just want to hear what Chris has to say. You can't beat that fucking Pizza Hut fried crust. <laughs> so good. Yeah, Just with all that that's fucking right. oil. That's we're right. talking so about good. this. Pizza Hut pizza is underrated. It really is underrated. It's just like, mm. what do you even call it when something is baked and fried at the same time? <laughs> it's like, it's underrated. Pizza Hut pizza awesome technique. Is good. I, you know what? I, I haven't had Pizza Hut in a long time. Last time I probably had it was like a sporting event, right? At a stadium, which are, those are fucking delicious. Perfect stadium food. But Pizza Hut's pretty fucking good. I drive by Shakey's. Shakey's got very Pizza Hut-like pan pizza, too. Very good. If you gave me any commercially made delivered pizza over Chris's pizza, I would eat your pizza first. Oh, you don't out know. Of, out of friendship, but not out of joy. Hmm. Not out of pleasure. It would be like, again, like, an, uh, like, a, like, I, I ha- like a gesture of courtesy. Wow, jeez, what friendship. I'm just saying, just fucking... Well, it's not just Chris, it's also you, Noel. I'd be like, oh, great. 
I wouldn't say that. I'd be like in my head, like, fuck, man. I don't want to waste my good pizza on this fucking homemade shit. Like, I want, you know, mm -hmm. Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut, whatever. Like that, that is that's gonna be really good. Mm -hmm. That's fair. You're telling me you guys wouldn't feel the same way? Your yeah, internal bro, monologue I, I, wouldn't I, I, say the same my thing. My mouth would feel the same way, but let yeah. me ask you the this this reverse. Like, Noel, if I'm like, hey, come over, we're making pizza. <laughs> for dinner mm -hmm. and then you show up and i'm just like i made these pizza hut pizzas by ordering them here they are would you feel less oh. good than if i had been like hey i know these aren't that great noel but i'm just trying out some new pizzas mm. here's my best effort no i think i'd be okay with it Fuck. i don't think i'd be that disappointed i don't know <laughs> You know, the, the real pro move Pizza's here, Chris, Pizza. and if your guests are going to listen to this, probably not before this podcast airs, but the real pro move by you, the real uh, Martha Stewart party hosting mentality would be calculating the time when that moment in your customer, your, you're not your customers, your guests will hit like, mm -hmm. God, I wish I had something else to eat. Right? When they're eating your pizza. And the ding dong. Ding dong. The bell hits. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that moment of like, oh man. And that's it. You know, it's not bad. It's, you know, that moment they're all going to have like, it's not bad. And then ding dong. And then you're the fucking hero. Because it, <laughs> it, it, it shows a level of self-awareness that is very rare these days. <laughs> Mm. But you wouldn't be upfront about it. It's a level of self-loathing that few people have achieved. <laughs> uh, that is a baller move. If I were to just be like, does anybody want another one of my uh, anchovy, uh, double anchovy pizzas? And nobody raised their hand and then ding dong. Yeah. And you know what's going to be exhilarating? We should capture this on film. How fucking happy that are all going to be. <laughs> <laughs> This is like this is exactly like this moment. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but it's I'm just trying to come up with analogies, metaphors, where everyone's gonna understand this moment when you're eating someone's food and then Chris get they're eating the pizza, it's okay to mediocre at best, and then you get the <laughs> delivered pizza, June's pizza, whatever. And then this feeling of like, oh, how do I act? How do I react? Is exactly the same. When your close friend breaks up with their significant other who you fucking hate it all along, but could never tell them you hate it, right? You could never tell them you hated that. But now that they've broken up and they're definitely not getting back together, you can have that moment. You're like, dude, uh, I'm so happy you broke it off them or him. They fucking you know, suck. They suck. You it still doesn't feel good to that person. It feels good to you. But if like I just broke up with somebody I've been dating and then I found out that one of my friends has hated that person for eight years, I'm not like, oh, I feel great. It feels wonderful that I've been we've had like a fake relationship for the last eight years. But I'm not saying it's it's at least a silver lining, right? That's all I'm saying. It's like, and that feeling of like, oh, there's joy now on my guest faces would be the very similar. I'm imagining that that's got to be a very similar feeling. It's going to be a pyrrhic victory for you, Chris. <laughs> okay, but what if I'm trying? If I'm, can you just for a moment play devil's advocate for me? If I'm looking for a non-pyrrhic victory, I'm looking for some. I'm eking out a one one goal victory here. Is there anything approach to making my own pizza with yes. one of these ovens that's going to help me? Yes, make a calzone. Oh. Oh. He just had that ready to go. I know. So it's like locked what? and loaded with this fucking... Guy. Make a calzone. <laughs> what why does making why? a calzone... Yeah. yeah, why? 
because it's going to be way more forgiving. Mm. Right? Mm. Most home pizzas get fucked up just on the entry, right, of the pizza, right? It's either too wet, there's not enough flour, it's overworked, or it's been overproofed, and it's going to get stuck on your dough board, on the pizza board. And then people fuck it up because they either haven't turned the pizza in the pizza oven or they don't know I have the right pizza board to take it out. You need that metal thing, you know, or it's burnt, you know, like, or like they fuck it up. They just, it's, a, I, I would imagine it's maybe similar to like mountain climbing. It's like, you know, coming down the mountain is just as dangerous as going up. <laughs> Putting it in the pizza and taking it out is just as, you know, equally as dangerous. And that's where you can fuck it up. That's you what I think. Without any data, my, my, my gut is telling me that majority of pizza mishaps, if they even get to the point of making the dough and topping it right, disaster is on entry and on the takeaway. The I think you're you know, right. The takeoff and the landing. Right. Because right? you've overloaded on the entry and you can't slide the thing off and it's, it tears you like you said. can't top this shit with a, th- a ton of stuff. It's got to yeah. be just mm. enough sauce, just enough cheese. You know what I mean? This isn't a fucking like you know, American style delivered pizza, you got to show restraint. What a fucking hard thing for Americans to understand. Right? What would you, so calzone, I like that move. I calzone like that though, move. you can be a lot more sturdy, but you also don't have to crank up your heat on your pizza oven so much. But guess what? If you're making a calzone, you can make it in a fucking oven too. Regular <laughs> oven. All right. But what about, what if I, what if I'm trying to, what if I try to avoid the entry and exit problems by taking a playbook from the Pizza Hut a playbook and i'm just like i'm gonna put this in a pan and just slide the whole pan in there and fry it in there would that work i guess <laughs> <laughs> but again like you have to have propane you know like uh I, I i by the way if any one of these pizza companies want to endorse us i'm happy to change my t- <laughs> If anybody wants to sponsor, he will say the name of your pizza company every time he sneezes from here. I mean, the Apostle Paul used to be a persecutor of Christians, okay? Before he became Christian number one, right? He's a capitalist. I can also become a pizza advocate for all the pizza makers. I just need that that blinding light of money. It's just gonna be like, you know what's wrong with restaurant pizza? It's just like too good. And you need that imperfection of a pizza. <laughs> what about you, Noel? As somebody who has made some homemade pizza, you got any advice if I'm just gonna throw caution to the wind and say, forget all this, I'm gonna do it anyway? Less is more, Chris Yang. What does I that mean? Like, less is more. What does that I mean? I feel like the biggest mistake that I see when I go to like a home pizza party or something is that there are too many toppings, like too many choices, you know, and then people get crazy with what they want. And then that leads into ultimately a bad result, right? It's like, to Dave's exact point, it becomes too heavy. So then the pizza won't come out or it just tastes kind of funny. Let's go worst pizza toppings. Anchovies. What? I like anchovies. Actually, no, I take that back. Pineapple. Pineapple bad. Banana, not ban- banana pepper. Banana. banana. Yeah. Explain but, banana wait, pizza more. to Where me, sir. Where are you seeing sir? banana on pizza? Sweden has the most racist pizza out of all the racist foods in the fucking world. A- <laughs> I'm so scared. I don't. I don't want to know. What? I don't want to know what race it's racist against. I don't want to know. I was in it. northern Sweden, and we got pizza, and it was called a. I'm not joking. The Africana pizza. Uh, I think I've talked about it before. Very bad. Very bad. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. It was very bad. And they had bananas and curry powder on it. 
<laughs> God. Yeah. That's the worst. I really think that's the worst pizza I've ever had in my life. Worst oh, name, my. worst God. concept, worst execution. Does that pizza have fans? Does the curry banana pizza have fans? Dude, it's been around for a long time. Okay, so sweet pizza, I feel like, is something that we're we're just patently rejecting. Sweetness on your pizza. Except pineapples, it's garbage. Except where where is this group on the classic barbecue chicken pizza? Mm, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I so think good. it's so good. It's amazing. It's so good. good. So this is the thing, right? The pizza pizzas can go crazy. And it's not always bad to go crazy with the pizza. We wouldn't have but barbecue I think chicken it's pizza. Okay. It's okay. Yes. Barbecue chicken pizza is amazing. And we should we should embrace the fact that pineapple pizza, Hawaiian pizza, or any variation of pineapple on pizza isn't good. I mean, the same people that like that probably has a great overlap, statistical overlap with the people that think black licorice is delicious. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense to me. That's okay. But I'm saying, like, clearly Hawaiian pizza was a moment when somebody was making pizza and they put a bunch of shit on the pizza out of desperation. And there are a lot of great food choice, food uh, innovations and creations. Like shrimp cocktail sauce clearly was one of the greatest contributions to wasp cuisine in the world. <laughs> yep. Canned horseradish, Tabasco sauce, all shell stable products, ketchup, delicious. Lemon juice, great. Uh, Caesar salad, we know that story from Cesar Ritz. That was like, literally, I got fucking nothing. Let's just throw a bunch of shit together. Who doesn't like Caesar dressing? It's the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like for every moment of genius, you can't have like, you can't bat a thousand. There's going to be total misses. And we just have to commonly accept that other Hawaiian pizza is just a miss. Let's not, <laughs> let's not push the agenda that it's on the level of like a Caesar salad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Listen, we can localize it. And say it's like black licorice. Okay. It's a marker of somebody's in like inferiority, like t- terrible taste. Like, <laughs> like, like when somebody tells me that they don't believe the earth is round or they don't believe in vaccinations, like it's a marker. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh, you know, it's like, oh, you like Hawaiian pizza. Oh, guess, no, I know guess what are. I'm going to write in my email. <laughs> Sincerely, Dave. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, Well, give us five stars on however you rate this podcast. I think it's Spotify still doesn't have a fucking star rating. No, they do now. There's a star rating. We did it. Can we take credit for that? Let's take credit for that. Yeah. I'm going to click on the I don't see my stock options. Wait, where is that? Where can I give stars? Fuck Spotify. On the show page. Oh, Oh, yeah. I do see it. Hey. Spotify. Oh, Spotify. Hey, you did it. Hey, Dave, let's apologize for talking poorly about Sweden because they gave us this Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't apologize for their fucking racist pizza. <laughs> do better with the pizza. Thank you for do the better, five star. Sweden. Sweden, do better. Stop with your neutrality. Do better. Sincerely, Dave. <laughs>